For some of you will know that my husband and I have retired from our corner shop of 38 years. Um, that involved moving house. Um, I haven't done it for an awful long time, but we've had to move from a four-bedroom house to a one-bedroom house. Um, that involved saying goodbye to David because we only had one bedroom. So in order to do that, I had to do a lot of clearing out. So we, we have had loads of trips to the tip and loads of trips to the charity shop. Uh, anything that I could recycle went to the charity shop, even if there was no space for it at my place. So I've had to be really ruthless. And part of doing that, um, I have a four-door filing cabinet um, that was chock full of stuff from through the years. So in order to get any more in it, I had to have a clear out. So I started with the top drawer and I went through everything. And some of the stuff, it was really easy. Don't need that anymore. Don't need that anymore. Shred that. Get rid of that. Don't need that. And uh, I came to um, a file that, in, uh, that had in it some of the work that I put in about tw 20 years ago when I did an access course. And I was reading through it and thought, but, but this is good stuff. This is good stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. And as I was sort of deciding, I just felt God say, yeah, I want you not just to get rid of the dross and the stuff that you don't need anymore, but I want you to have a good old clear out of some good stuff. Yeah. It might be good stuff and it might still be good stuff, but actually it's time to let that stuff go. And I just felt that when we came on that, well, it wasn't because it was the new year, it was because God was saying, clear something out. Thank you. Thanks a bit. And the word she actually used when you brought it last time was making space. Making space for, making space for more of what she wanted to do in the space she had. Um, so sometimes we do our everyday making space, don't we? So I've come up with some ideas of creating space in your home. Okay, I had a look. Add mirrors. Mirrors can make it look deceptively larger and brighter, everybody. Um, add the, bright, the right balance of furniture. That can make you feel spacious. Build more storage if you want to make space. Take advantage of high ceilings, like this one. Manipulate purposes of rooms. I'm not quite sure what they mean there. Hide extra clothing, but it doesn't mean under your bed. <laughs> Clean up your bathroom. I'm not sure what's in your bathroom, but that's what it says. And store your belongings in an ottoman. My parents had an ottoman. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people have an ottoman, but... And it also said, creating space in your life means freeing up your time, your energy and your finances, your mind, and so much more. Creating space in your life will not only improve the quality of life, but give you time to do more of the things that you love. Creating space, that's everyday creating space, but what about eternity creating space? Because we have a place for eternity in our hearts. What happens if we made more space for eternity in our hearts and in our lives? What happens if we opened the doors and actually made more space for God in everyday living in our lives? What would that look like? Because sometimes we let our everyday desires, our everyday 
nice, fancy desires, our strongest desires, get away with us. But actually, the deepest desires of eternity that lie within our hearts, we neglect. We clutter up. And then we wonder why we're lost and we can't feel God anymore. And we wonder why we feel dry. Because we haven't taken time and made space for eternity. So what happens if eternity is our deepest longing? What then? How do we create space for a greater experience of eternity? Now as a child, my journey started with God when I was seven. Anybody in the room who's seven? Anybody older than seven? Oh, okay, lots of you. It doesn't matter when you start your journey with God, but when I was seven, God spoke to me and I saw, I heard him say to me, it's time to, to find me face to face. I knew all the stories, I loved the Bible stories, but I'd never met God, I've never seen him face to face. And it was just after my seventh birthday and a preacher came to, the, to our church and I ran up to him, I said, it's been me, it's my birthday. And he has, oh, I've got a special leaflet for you. And it was, all I can remember on the picture, it was orange and it had two boys bouncing up and down on a bed. And it told the story about how Jesus had died for us and how Jesus wanted to be my friend. And I said, I want that. I want that. With all my heart, I want it. And I was on the top of the steps in my bed, in the room, the hallway. I remember exactly where I was, where I gave my life to Jesus. But after that, it was really dry. I tried to do the right things. I tried to follow Jesus. I could not understand what was missing. Could not understand. Nobody told me about the Holy Spirit. Nobody spoke to me that you could have power from heaven. Nobody spoke to me you could have an intimate relationship with him. Nobody told me that the light bulb would come on once I got baptised in the Holy Spirit. But God is gracious. He did it anyway. I was singing a hymn, I was searching for him, and all of a sudden he just came from heaven and filled me up so full. And I just felt like I was going to explode with intimacy with him. It was the most beautiful moment. But that's not enough. That wouldn't have lasted me the whole of my life until <clears throat> the years that I am now. Now I'm getting on, yeah. But I didn't realise you could be refilled either. So when I got to be at 18, 19, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm getting so dry. I'm not sure I like this. I might walk away from it. It's getting a bit boring now. And then somebody spoke to me. I went to Bible Week and I saw people working with passion. The Holy Spirit would come down. I thought, it's okay, but once a year is not enough. It's not going to sustain me. And someone says, do you know you can go to churches where they worship like this every Sunday? Do you know you can worship like this every day of your life? And I, I, I honestly thought they were joking. I thought that couldn't possibly be true that you could worship full of the Holy Spirit every day of your life. Why would we not want to do that? Why wouldn't we want to do that? I asked myself this. A couple of weeks ago, God spoke to me in the worship, and he said, what if? What if every morning you woke up, and it's not your to-do list that popped into your head, but the presence of God that just rested upon you? What if? What if your day is directed by the presence of God? What if anxiety is overwhelmed by his experiential love? And you just know his love so deep in your heart, anxiety has to go. What if you understand how your day fits in with the fullness of time? 
And every day you live holds eternity purpose. What if revelation sets your heart so on fire it becomes irresistible and uncontainable and you can't hold it in? What if each individual here comes so full every service? So as soon as they walk to get door or as soon as you go to Family Hub, you walk in and there's an explosion of worship and power. There's no warm-up time. What if you're so full of the reality of heaven and eternity that materialistic objects become abstract to you because eternity becomes more real than what's around you? What if the power within you burst out in words of knowledge and healing and reconciliation and transformation and hope to your everyday worlds? What if we lived lives like that? And we can. And I got sad, I got really sad, because I thought sometimes my life is not who I am. This is who I am. I'm a woman and we are sons and daughters of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to live like the world. We don't have to live ordinary lives. We're born again. We're kingdom. We're eternal people. Why do I live ordinary? Why do I forget to to live in the power of the Holy Spirit? A.W. Tozer wrote in his book, How to be Filled with the Holy Spirit. Wrote, he is indivisible from the Father and the Son. So that if you were to be suddenly transferred to heaven itself, you wouldn't be any closer to God than you are now. Because God is already here. He is indivisible from the Father and the Son. That's the Holy Spirit. So that if you were to be suddenly transferred to heaven itself, you wouldn't be any closer to God than you are now. For God is already here. We can live like this every day. Let's get hungry. Let's get thirsty. Let's want to be people of eternity. Let's create space for the Holy Spirit. I've seen the Holy Spirit do all sorts of things. I've seen him heal powerfully. He healed my skin completely when I was 40. If you want to hear that story, it's quite an amazing one. I've seen him heal my daughter. She was dying. God healed her. My dad got healed. He was, had ankylosing spondylitis where your bones fused together. He said, in five, ten years, you'll be in a wheelchair, right up to being in his mid-80s. He was still walking around. I remember, reminded of a, I've seen so many healings. These are my favourite ones. And a guy uh, in the Philippines, a leader over there, he said, I've got a gallstone, it's so big. Um, will you let me use some of the money that we'd given to them for this operation because the, the hospital says it's no way it can come out, pass out naturally. So I put my hands and I prayed for him. I said, that's not okay. And the week later, when he had a test from the hospital, it was a pre-op because they said the only way we can get it out is an operation. It won't come out naturally. And we, we've lasered it. Uh, and uh, I said, uh, have you had a lot of pain recently? He said, no. He said, uh, is it your These stones, which one's passed through? Kidney stones? Oh, it's a kidney stone, not a gallstone. I get it wrong. Kidney stone. He said, have you had a lot of pain? He said, no, I've had no pain. He says, well, the size of the kidney stone you had, you would have been excruciating pain if it had come out. He says, but there's no sign of it. It's completely gone. And it's just like, 
I've seen the Holy Spirit come down in rooms of waves where you can just see it moving. I've seen the Holy Spirit come where someone was past a brick. This is one of my, of my favourites. Is, um, somebody prophesied and said, you're a builder, and threw them a brick. And they went flying across the room with this brick that wasn't there, but it was the Holy Spirit just touching them. I've had my legs shake rapidly because the power of the Holy Spirit and God was saying, I'm giving you energy for the next sprint. And I couldn't stop my legs shaking. I've had the Holy Spirit come in meetings where you just are standing in the presence of God and you can feel his whisper. Or times when the glory comes and you can barely stand. I've also had times when God's come in compassion and I have wept and wept. Times when his goodness fills me so that I can give it out to others. All of the branch, all of the community outreach, that's Holy Spirit. I can't do it without him. I can't do it without his compassion and his strength every day to hold me. I can't give unconditional love. It's not in my nature, honestly, without the Holy Spirit. We need this Holy Spirit to be the people that we were made to be. So how do we create space for the Holy Spirit? Let's have a look. Can we have the verse back on? Don't be drunk on wine. Be filled instead because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Greek tense here is an present imperative tense. It means keep on. Keep on being filled. Go on being filled. Keep on being filled. Continue to be, be, being filled. We don't have a language for it. But it says, don't stop. Even now you're getting filled. Be filled again. Be filled again. Be filled again. Now be filled again. Keep on being filled. Now be filled again. You can't stop it. Most of the important things we do in our lives, we do repetitively. Like breathing, eating, relieving ourselves, sleeping, brushing our teeth, walking. Without those things, we don't exist. Same with the Holy Spirit should be like that. We shouldn't be able to exist without being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people think the Holy Spirit is the marshmallow of the Trinity. He's the nice fluffy one that comes down when we need a bit of a lift. When we're feeling a little bit sad, we just have a nice little bit of marshmallow of the Holy Spirit and off we go again. And it's not like that. The Holy Spirit isn't experimental. He's experimental, instinctive. He's immediate, but he's not completely all the time as a whim moving um, impromptu. He comes when we make space for him in our daily lives. As we breathe in and out, the Holy Spirit wants to come alongside our lives in and out. We're to make space for him in our daily lives. And making space for him in our daily lives is a challenge. And I'm finding it, honestly, a challenge after COVID. I don't know what's happening. I share my own testimony. Since I've had my knee replaced and I've stopped being able to walk and, and it's been COVID, I'm finding it, I have, this, this sermon's for me because I'm being encouraged to make space for him in my life again. I used to every morning, quarter to six, I'm not a morning person, but it was the only space I could find in my day. Get up, walk the dog, sing to him, pray with him. I'd start with the Bible verse, I'd read that back to him. I'd go out in the field, spend my time, make my space with God. But since COVID, 
I can't do it. I don't know what's the matter with me. It's really hard. And God's had to sit me down and says, if this isn't working right now, especially with my arthritis and my joints, well, I need to find another way to make space. I can't neglect it. I've got to find, even if it's pockets during the day, whatever works for you, but make space in your daily routine for God to come, for the Holy Spirit to come. Let's make space. So, um, God, I'm doing God can't fill up. I've got a few things. God can't fill up. He can't fill us up if we're already full. If we're already full. Right, so I've got this here. I'm going to try this. I've no idea if it's going to work. I'm going to fill this box up with water. Here we go. I've no idea how much it's going to take, so I've got a few buckets. Oh, that's floating. Right, I'll fill it up as hard as I can. I think I'm going to have a second baptism here. Right, that's as full as I'm going to put it. Do you think that's full? Looks full. Lots of water in it. It's right, I could put it right to the top, but I don't want it to overflow everywhere, honestly. And sometimes we think, oh, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. But actually, we might have things that are negative in our lives. Bitterness, resentment. We might just be filling it with TV. Perhaps our phones, perhaps uh, media. We might be filling it with our family. This is a big one. So it can be negative things and good things we could be filling our lives with. Um, Let's see. Take all these things out. We're not full at all. We've filled our lives up with other things and the thing that we really want in our lives has got so displaced, we end up with only a trickle. So what have I put for things? I put negative things like self-addiction, TV, social media, food, worry, sex, all those things can fill our lives and clutter. Full of positive things. Our dreams, thoughts, exercises, family, all those can fill our box. Materialism, greed, idealism, judgment, self-righteousness, shame, bitterness, unforgiveness, all those can fill our box. We need to rejiggle things. We need to make some space, guys. I need to make some space. I've, I'm wondering if you might need to make some space. You can't fill us up if there's a blockage. Don't like that word very much. Blockage. And I found sometimes I think, why? Why, God? I'm standing here. My arms have open, And it's like there's something in my life God's asked me to do. And I've deliberately not done, well, not done it. I've just ignored it, basically. And God takes me back to the same point and says, you need to sort this out. I've asked you to give that £50 away, and you haven't. I was oh, I'll, I'll do it later. Oh, Holy Spirit. And he says, no, we're over here. We're in this space again. I've asked you to do this, and you haven't done it. 
Sometimes we create our own blockages because God's asked us to take action and we've ignored it. Um, it might be a blockage because we're too comfortable and we don't want to hear God because we don't want to be told what to do. We don't want him to have freedom. Holy Spirit isn't marshmallow because he's, I find him the most challenging because he's the one that speaks directly to me and challenges me and asks me to do things and takes me on a journey, keeps me out of my comfort, asks me to jump when I don't want to, asks me to go and talk to somebody when I really don't want to, asks me to do this when it's not really in my nature to do it. He's the one who keeps on challenging me. Um, the other one is, can't fill somebody up if they're not thirsty. For some people in this room, this word won't mean anything to you because you're just not thirsty. You're quite happy as you are. For some of you, we just need to stir up our thirst. We need to stir up our hunger. Hunger. I love the, past, the, the message version. It says, deep, drink deep, huge drafts of the spirit like massive gulps that's what it's about you can't get filled up if you've got pain that's undealt with but pain can increase your capacity once it's dealt with pain can deepen your life widen your borders give you a greater outlook on life don't ever despise pain look at it face it deal with it and let holy spirit fill you It'd be amazing what happens out the bottom of pain. So, um, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You can't fill something up if you haven't already used what you've filled it up. So, like, say you fill your car up with petrol, you don't drive anywhere, you don't need to fill it up again because it's already got the petrol in it. So, sometimes, Holy Spirit. We're not hungry because we don't use what we've already got. We don't realise what he's, he's asking us to do or invite him into every area of our lives. So Jesus went around in the power of the Spirit, healing and doing good. That's one thing that Jesus used the Holy Spirit for. Jesus also was taken to be tempted and was used the Holy Spirit to help him in his temptation. That's another thing. Jesus... Um, said that we worship in spirit and truth and we use the spirit to worship. Jesus said, Jesus full of joy prayed. So Jesus not only needed the spirit to fill him with joy, but also to pray. Then it says um, all these things about how he used the spirit. And I think if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit and he was the son of God, how much more do I need the Holy Spirit? And Jesus went off in early morning and he went off to a place and he prayed and he, f- and he spent time with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. He made space. Jesus did all these things but still made space. So how do I fill myself with the Holy Spirit? Karen has already wonderfully done this. Talk with each other about the Lord. Not just about how your day's been, which is important about the memories, memory verses that you've done, about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing. We had a word last week from God about singing, the power of singing. Can, does it matter if you can't sing? No, it doesn't. Just open your mouth and belt anything out. 
It's a song of your heart. It said making music in your heart. Doesn't matter what the words are, it's about your heart. It gives you strength. Always give thanks to God. Be grateful. It stops jealousy, wandering eyes, materialism. It gives you a, it gives you a strength inside. And it says honour Christ by submitting to each other. Stay humble. Stay servants. Stand in God's place, in a place of humility. Because we want to be people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Live extraordinary lives. Who go out in the power of the Spirit into our world and do good. Who go out in the power, who can speak words of knowledge, who can help people. Our world needs us, but it needs God in us. We're just not enough. We need to bring hope, the words of hope, through the Holy Spirit. We need to be thirsty for us and thirsty for the world. I just think it's really important today. We've got some space. We make space to think about how we make space in our lives and how we respond to the Holy Spirit and how thirsty are you. I'm asking this morning, how thirsty are you? How happy are you? with your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he's amazing. I love him to pieces. But even I'm not always happy with my relationship with him. And it's not just a one-off for this morning. Make space in your life an ongoing refilling. Keep on being, 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 being filled.